Should the Dallas Cowboys give a contract extension to Pro Bowl center Tyler Piotish this offseason? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, it's Friday. We are talking about the interior offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys. What could be better? Not, not, not much. I was just going to say, you're going to ask me how I was doing. I was like, you just told me how I'm doing. I, I love talking uh, offensive line, especially interior offensive line play. And, and obviously Dallas Cowboys are uh, one of my favorite teams. Yeah. So uh, we've got <laughs> a lot of questions about this group. We're going to talk about whether the Cowboys should give Tyler Biotis a contract extension, whether they should bring back Connor McGovern next year. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody down the roster that could maybe step up in 2023? But we got to start with the the guy over my right shoulder right here, Zach Martin. Uh, I mean, what an awesome player. Uh, my, my only question for you is, have you seen any signs of decline in his play at all over the last couple of years? No, I mean, no, not, not too much. I think we saw, I think we saw a holding penalty this year, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I think for the vast majority of, of his snaps, he looks exactly like the same guy. There were definitely look. I mean, there were definitely points during the season when I felt like he had bad games, like uh, and and didn't play. Again, let's let's keep it relative to Zach Martin, right? Like, uh, I think that there were times when, um, especially early when, uh, early when when Tyron Smith was debuting on the right side, where it felt like he had his plate full a little bit, trying to like help Tyron do his job and, and that sort of thing. But I, I think for the most part, what you've seen is a con- incredibly consistent player continue to be incredibly consistent. Uh, and, and I imagine, you know, just by the nature of the position and the way he plays the game, uh, he's got, you know, several more years of this level of consistency in him. I, I, I would think just based on the trajectory of what he's, he's seen so far. Um, now I do have some PFF numbers for you that might be a little bit concerning, uh, here are some of his percentiles among offensive guards over the last couple of years. So his pass block grade in 2021 was a 96. We saw that uh, regress to 94th percentile last year. This year, his pass block grade on true pass sets regressed from 98th to 96th percentile. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, oh, I, I know it's it's crazy, but he's now in like the 93rd, 94th percentile in almost every single stat. So not quite the absolute best offensive guard in the league in every single stat, but pretty darn close. I think, I think we're darn okay. close. Yeah. I mean, again, like the bar that you're talking about with the guy like – I mean, he's a Hall of Famer that's playing on the field, you know, like, I mean – so I think that's that's the bar that you're looking at is did he lose oh, he lost more than three reps this season ah, urgh, oh. you know it's like kind of crazy right he's he's the standard um you know there's a reason that guys like 
that we all like look to for a lot of the stuff like Duke, uh, you know, they all point to him as the gold standard at the position. Um, you know, just again, I think, I think the, 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 the stat that is just shocking that again, continues to shock that we all, we were reminded of this year because of the holding penalty <laughs> is that he has more all pros than he does penalty uh, holding calls against him and his yep. career, which is at, I mean that I mean that that's that that sums it up pretty well. If I if I could say anything else, honestly, uh, did not give up a sack this year. Yeah. Uh, his last QB hit that he gave up was in Week Twelve against the Giants. Only had two QB hits allowed all season long. Final seven games of the season, he allowed three combined pressures. He's still pretty, he's pretty good. He's pretty good at football. Pretty good at football. That Zach Martin guy. I mean, I honestly, I, I don't know what else we need to say. Uh, I mean, the only other question I have is, like, how long can we theoretically expect him to be maybe not the best guard in the NFL, but a top three, top five guard at the position? Yeah, I think with him, it's 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 all always been about technique and how immaculate that is. That 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 plays well for a long time. So it's about health at this point, you know, staying healthy. We've seen a couple different times when he's gotten ankles, you know, twisted under him or he's, you know, uh, had a – a knee buckle on or he's had to go on the sideline and we've all held our breath. And then just to see him come back out in the you know next play, he's just, I mean, when you're tough and smart and, and talented and, and technique is, is the tool that you use to kind of pummel the, uh, the opponent, you can play in the NFL for a long time as an offensive yeah. lineman. Uh, it's just going to be how long he wants to play. I mean, mm-hmm. guard is a position that we've seen historically, that guys can play into their mid thirties at, at a high level. I even think of like somebody like Brian Waters, who was briefly mm-hmm. with the Cowboys. Like he was playing yeah. Pro Bowl caliber football into his thirty six. I think when he came to the Cowboys, yeah, he was still playing awesome. Zach Martin's thirty two. I think he turns thirty three in November. I mean, I would say at least two more high, yeah, super super say. high quality years from him coming up, as long as he wants to keep playing. Yeah, I would say 35 is right around the time that you start to see uh, – get an idea of where the rest of his 30s are going to be, right? Like that's yeah. – that's 35 is right around, well, either he'll start tailing off here or maybe he's able to plateau this for a couple more years until he's ready to quit. What an awesome player, man. Absolutely. I'm just so thankful that I've I've got to cover this team for basically this whole decade and Zach Martin's been – part of it he's just an an awesome awesome player Uh, let's talk about the rest of the Cowboys offensive line and whether or not they should give contract extensions this offseason to Connor McGovern and Tyler Biotish next this episode is brought to you by FanDuel the midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on literally anything from point spreads to money lines to the number of points a player will score, the number of threes drained in the game. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting uh, partner of the NBA. 
Landon, let's talk about Tyler Biotis, who was now going into year four. Uh, came off, I mean, I think his best season of his career. Was named to the Pro Bowl uh, as an alternate. Uh, first of all, what did you think about him last year? And are you open to the idea of giving him a contract extension this offseason? Yeah, you know, I think I think we saw Tyler grow a lot, especially the second half of the season. You know, it just felt like uh, he's been playing he'd been playing really good football at the end of the year last year. I had expected a kind of a, a big jump this year. And I think early on, um, you know, a lot of a lot of kind of what what the offensive line was doing was basically just holding on for dear life as they were kind of trying to survive the offensive line changes, right? Yeah. They had to throw Connor McGovern in as at the left guard. They had to move Tyler Smith out to left tackle. Uh, and, and, you know, I think a lot of it was just kind of discombobulating, especially early on, you know, against Tampa, especially that week one. I think as the season wore on, Tyler became uh, a better and better player. You know, maybe maybe even more so than his progression from the beginning of previous season to the end of last season. Um, you know, I think the injury uh, was incredibly unfortunate at the time that it happened. Uh, but I also think that I think that Tyler proved something to himself and maybe to us too a little bit by coming back from that injury so uh, soundly and then oh, playing I, good football. Yes, I, I think I think that was you know that's a huge. You think about like what we talk about, what's important with the offensive line, and we talk about continuity. We talk about playing mm-hmm. next to the guy next to you, and, and 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 a huge component of that continuity is is what we just talked about with Zach Martin, right? Is you're getting ba- beat up, you're getting banged up, your ankles getting uh, turned underneath you. Somebody fell on the rolled up on you. Somebody fell on you. Uh, somebody cheap shotted you. Um, Zach Martin, one of the reasons Zach Martin is Zach Martin is because he continually takes all that on just like every other offensive lineman and then continues to stay in the game um, and continues to to play at a high level. And I think those two things together are one is just about toughness and about what you're mentally able to kind of get through physically. And the other one takes a real skill to be injured or hurt and then still continue to play at an incredibly high level like that takes fortitude and skill. And I think that's what we've seen from uh, uh, Biotish this season that he's really kind of taken his game to the next level where, uh, you know, I think that at, by the end of the season last year, I felt confident in Biotish when he was, when he had it all together, when it was, when it was healthy, when everything was right, I, I felt like he could perform. Now I have com- a little more, more confidence in his game and the fact that it's, I feel like his game is durable. Not just he is yep. durable, but his game is durable, and that he's able to play with, even with, through injury, uh, still at a high level. So um, it's a subtle difference; it's a subtle point. But I think when you're talking about offensive linemen, consistency is the key, and yep. consistency is uh, is measured in time on the field, time on task. Uh, and, and how you're performing, even when you're not necessarily at your best. And I think that's where Tyler really shined this year. Uh, I agree with all that. Um, I don't think I would give Biotish a contract extension this offseason. Yeah, I didn't even answer your question. I'm sorry. Yes. Right. Uh, having said uh, all that, I, I kind of think I, I, I actually agree, right? Like, give me, Let's leave it to your points because I want to hear your points on it. I, I just I think we need to see more, right? Because yeah. – there has been a little bit of up and down with him. Yeah. Week, week. I, I want to see him continue to improve. Um, it, 
And maybe something as trivial as making the Pro Bowl last year will be a huge boost to his confidence. Maybe. And being able to overcome that high ankle sprain. I just want to see him one more year in the system. I, the Cowboys have a tendency to pay some of these players later and pay more because they want to see more, right? Yeah. I think Demarcus Lawrence was the, the first example, right? They yeah. played with Demarcus Lawrence on the franchise tag twice and then they paid him a long-term deal because they just had more confidence after they saw him play yep. five seasons or whatever it was they did the same thing with Dak I wouldn't be surprised if they do the same thing with Biotish where let's see you play out your rookie contract if we need to give you another one-year deal just to make absolutely sure that you are a top 10 center we're good with that I, I think I'm good with that as well I think they would rather overpay and then feel like they're going to get the consistency, you know, and, yes. and not, and not know then uh, to try to get a cheap deal now early and then be stuck in a contract with the player that it turns out they didn't want to be with. Well, so, I mean, frankly, the last couple of times that they've given players that's contracts, yeah. really it's come back to bite them, right? Jalen yeah, Smith, Jalen Smith and, and I think Tyrone Zeke's Crawford was, even, you know, right. They, Crawford. they thought Tyrone Crawford was going to develop into something different. He never did. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it, it's unfortunate because I think, you know, circumstances swung them this way back and forth, right? They had success before all those contracts doing exactly what we talked about, signing guys early to come. I mean, Tyron Smith is the best example, right? Yes, like of, of signing a contract early, maybe getting a team friendly deal and then living fantastic. There was more certainty in Tyron after two or three years than what we've seen and be honest, right? Exactly. So I think that that's really been the, I think what's changed is the threshold for those deals, right? Like you need to meet a higher threshold in order to kind of warrant those deals. And we need to see you prove it a little bit more. So uh, I do agree that I think that's kind of the case here. And, and I do think that despite the fact that he got to a pro bowl, you know, there is improvement that can be made at center. It's not like Tyler was anything close to perfect. I do have faith that he's going to be a better player this year than he was last year because, I, like, for all the reasons we just talked about, the experience, and I think he can grow from that. Do I think <laughs> – is that stopping me from falling in love with someone like the Minnesota center, Schmidt? Uh, no, it's not. You know, so, that, so Heck yeah. Yeah, I, I think that there is uh, – there's always room for improvement. Um, so I'm not going to marry myself to, to – to, Biotish quite yet I think I think I would like to see one more year of an even yeah. step above where he is now uh, and then you can feel confident about signing a guy who even if you like here's the other thing do you sign him to a, a deal he's still pretty young if I remember correctly yeah so he's I mean, 25 uh, funny yeah. enough him and Zach Martin both born on November 20th kind of funny oh wow that is funny um so yeah so he's still really young like and so you can sign into a kind of a longer term deal and still have him before his you know 30th and uh, 30th year uh, birthday and 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 if he takes a step from here uh, above, I, I think that that certainly would warrant kind of a longer term deal for a guy like that because center is not an easy position to necessarily find. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Connor McGovern. We did touch on him a little bit yesterday, but um, first of all, how did you think he played last year as a full time starter at left guard? And would you be willing to pay him in free agency this offseason? I think he did. He did well. I mean, again, like as much as we need to give credit to Tyler Smith for what he was able to do as far as kind of turn it around quickly and turn it, you know, turn into a left tackle, despite having worked all off season, uh, we do need to give some, some credit of, uh, to, to Connor McGovern to, to you know, st- uh, stay ready. So you don't have to get ready, you know, and, and he did, and he was ready to kind of step in and, and be the starter at left guard. Uh, and, you know, just, and, and frankly, 
as much as anybody on this offensive line, Connor McGovern has been kind of pulled and uh, moved yeah, around you know. and, and, you know, just in and out of the starting lineup and, and just kind of asked to do a whole bunch of different stuff. And, you know, again, to his credit, did it without complaining was a, was a you know good teammate. Uh, they, he's well-liked in the room for what it seems like. Um, he's, he's a good worker. I mean, none of those things are concerns. I, I think where I have concerns with McGovern is I, I'm, I'm just not sure if he's talented the way that you, you want necessarily as a starter or someone that you're going to be paying, you know, money. I, I think he's probably a average to replacement level guard at this point. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so I guess the question now becomes, look, I, again, this is not a slight or saying that he's a bad player, but he left guard is the weak link of the offensive line. And so it, it, it was throughout the season, um, except when Tyler Smith was in there playing left guard. And even then it may have been, um, I think that they, they probably need to look at an upgrade here. Um, whether that's in through the draft or through free agency. Uh, I just think, I, I think if they wanted to re-sign Connor McGovern, they're doing so with the idea that they're hoping that he has a similar situation with Tyler Biotis, that he takes what he learned last year and then takes a step forward. But I, I just don't know the value necessarily in taking that gamble at four or $5 million when there's changes in continuity, so you don't get the benefit of that with him. Uh, I just think that there's it, it's a new offensive line coach. There's not necessarily a reason to bring him back like you would in a situation where, let's say we were just running it back with the same coaches and the same coaching staff. Like I just don't think that there's as much benefit for bringing Connor McGovern back, and I do think that it is possible that you could improve the position and thereby improve the offensive line overall. I think it depends on the money, right? Like if he yeah. gets the Connor Williams deal this offseason for Miami, which was like, was it three years, 24 million, something yeah. like that. I'm good. Just, yeah. Good luck. Congr- hey, go get that money. Connor. Yeah. But if it's, um, but if it's like three years, 10 million, I think we're having a different conversation, right? Like, because at that point, that's almost backup interior offensive line money, right? Like that's swing money. So I think that part of it's going to have a, a big impact here because you said it. I think he's an average guard in the NFL. That's still valuable, right? Like look around True. at a lot of these teams in the NFL, even the teams that are in the playoffs. Like you know how much the Bengals wish they had average guard play in that AFC championship game against Kansas City? So Again, I think it depends, but I'm also not opposed to being like, you know what, we think we can improve this position without even having to spend money in free agency and without having to spend, you know, our first round pick at it. So I'm I'm just curious to see what the Cowboys do here, because uh, I I think they they can they're going to be fine either way. Yeah, I think that they'll be able. Look, I, I don't think they're going to have a problem finding a left guard. Let's put it that way. Like the Connor McGovern is the floor, right? If, if you want to sign him, I think you probably could sign him. And frankly, if you wanted to sign him and still draft a guy, I think you, that would make sense too. You still have Zach. You mentioned Zach Martin is thirty-two years old. We we're hoping that he has two or three more, you know, very high level years and then years beyond that. But we don't know. Injury could happen. You know, anything could happen. So, I well, do the good think news about Connor McGovern is we've seen him play right guard. And for whatever reason, he's very good. At right he's guard. a very good right guard. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it's, it's so wild to me. I don't it know. is. Yeah. So uh, I, I do think that if they're going to resign Connor McGovern, they should still try to insulate themselves and maybe go draft a guy as well. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some of the down roster 
uh, interior offensive linemen on this team. More on that next. This episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against some of our fellow Lockdown NFL hosts. It was, it was just a blast all season long. Now it's your turn to compete. We're going to get to more of that in just a second. But if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, your dream has come true, and this game is definitely for you. You're going to manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory trying to build a dynasty. With the Ultimate Football GM app, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. The Ultimate Football GM app is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go and as you want to and when you want to. We've created a locked-on league for you to compete against the other locked-on hosts. Can you be the ultimate locked-on football GM? Choose the locked-on league in the App Store to join, and we'll see if you can create your own football dynasty. Locked-on Cowboy listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in the game store. That is LOCKEDON, all caps, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com. Or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, Landon. Uh, we talked about the three starters on the Cowboys' interior offensive line. Is there anybody down the roster that you kind of have your eye on as you know potentially a starter moving forward? I you know I expected to take I expected Farniak to take a little bit more of a step last year than he did. I think. Um, and I think he still played, had some good moments in training camp. And, and I think that there were times even in the game when he was in there that, uh, he, he, he did fine. Um, I, I, I would like to see exactly where he goes from here. You know, uh, I, I think he could be an interesting guy in the off season as someone who, you know, was in the weight room again for one, another off, uh, season and, and just kind of continue to develop a little bit. Um, I, I, again, I, I like him a lot because I think he's strong. I think he's got some size to him. Um, and I think he can play some center. He was a guy that we had kind of talked about potentially, uh, getting opportunities to kind of compete with Biotish to start at center you know, last year, the year before that, that hasn't ever really kind of developed like that, that, that competition just never really happened. Um, as Connor, as Biotis gets closer and closer to his free agency, I wouldn't imagine, I wouldn't be surprised if you did see more and more of them trying to see exactly what they have in Farniak, simply because maybe he's an alternative, a cheaper alternative when it's time for contract time. Um, so I, he's a guy that I would definitely keep an eye on. Um, another guy that I think that you know we saw a steady usage of. He's a little bit older than some of these other guys. Um, and, 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 you know, we talked about the Willetskos and the kind of the tackle types, but the other interior guy besides Willets, uh, besides, a, uh, uh, I just, just said his name, uh, Farniak. uh, Farniak, sorry, uh, is Dakota Shepley, um, is a guy that, that they had gotten, uh, he, he kind of had been a little bit of a journeyman, uh, 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 you know, throughout the, uh, the, the years he he's interesting because, you know, they kept on bringing him back and they kept on kind of having him. In and he became like a real big part of the the, the line room. The, the guys in the room apparently really really like him. 
Um, I, That's I'm wondering about him, bro. Oh no, what is it? The Cowboys are really upset about this one, by the way. So, uh, the Cowboys had to make a. Um, Oh no, that's right! I totally forgot about that's that. That's right. So I'll that's explain right. for people that so Dakota Shepley was somebody who the Cowboys Ugh, had on and off their active right. roster all year long. Okay, and then when they went to the playoff game against Tampa Bay, they had to technically release somebody to get down to fifty-three man rosters. The idea was just they were going to put Shepley back on the practice squad, pull him up the next week. The Colts claimed him, which is kind that's of right. one of these things where the NFL. You're not. It's kind of like an unwritten rule. Like, hey, you don't claim players that playoff teams release because they're trying to win. And it was a bummer for Shepley because now he's not on the playoff team when he has a chance to play. Yeah. So Shepley's now actually on the Colts. But this That's was somebody right. the Cowboys did really like. He was on the roster uh, for most of the year. Yeah, and 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 I think that they were really kind of angling towards him having a bigger role next year. I mean, yeah. they kept him. Uh, it was noticeable how much movement they did to kind of try to continue to keep him on the roster. Uh, so that's a bummer. You know, honestly, I completely had forgotten. And with all the other news that had happened with the playoffs, yeah. I had completely forgotten that. But I, well, I mean, just to kind of comment on him, I thought that he was a guy that they really were kind of positioning to. You know, be a part of the roster next year, if not as a backup center, maybe as a swing interior guy. They were trying to kind of collect these guys. I think the one thing that the Cowboys offense, uh, 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 not front office, I guess, has done a good job of, I think, these last few years is not uh, getting into a position where they're shorthanded with offensive linemen. You know, like they've they've really just turned over every stone and trying to find these guys. So Farniak isn't enough. Right. You get uh, Dakota, you get some of these other guys and then see what you can do. I I like that strategy. Continue to invest in the numbers there, because as we saw this year, uh, it comes in handy. It certainly comes in handy to have all those bodies. The other thing we didn't mention, we're 25 minutes into this podcast now is. There's a good chance, like an actually really good chance that one of your interior offensive linemen next year is just Tyler Smith, right? Like starting at left yeah. guard. And if that's the case, all of a sudden you don't really have any concerns about your interior offensive line at all. Beatish is your center. Zach Martin coming back at right guard. Tyler Smith, year two at left guard. You're hoping with one of Farniak and Alex Lindstrom, who we haven't mentioned yet, kind of develops yeah. into that swing interior guy. And you're fine. But I, I do think no matter what happens this offseason, the Cowboys have got to add somebody else to this group, whether it's a third or fourth round pick. Just draft somebody to kind of start developing in case you do lose Biotish next offseason, in case Zach Martin retires or whatever. And the other thing that we honestly, I don't even know, have we even mentioned this on the show yet? That Mike Solari is the offensive line coach now. I, I, I mean, I think that that so much news no. happened that we should just mention that real quick. The Cowboys have changed their offensive line coach. I mean, um, I think that that's going to have, and we can have a whole conversation about Solari and, and you know his beliefs and, and, and system and that sort of thing. But I think that that is just a note to keep in mind when discussing the interior offensive line is that you know we we are projecting oh maybe they do something similar to what they did last year this OL coach may have a completely different idea of what he's looking for. So it, it could be that this whole thing gets uh, reshaped because now you have yep. a different OL coach who's deciding where everyone's going. So that's something to keep in mind with, with every one of these guys and not just like, you know, where their development is, but also where they are in regards to whether the coaching staff likes them, because that right. has everything to do with, especially with some of these down roster guys with how their future is going to be uh, on this team. 
athleticism, athleticism, athleticism. That's what they're going to be looking for this offseason. I can guarantee they want guys that can move. So if you can't move, I don't think you're going to fit. At least that's my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you know if they switch to more of an of an inside zone system, they may want some bigger, stronger guys at guard. But you're going to definitely have to be able to move. You got to be able to get to that second level. Yep. You got to be able to hit those linebackers. So, uh, you know, strength will be important still. But you're you're not wrong. Athleticism, being able to get on the hoof, those are going to be important factors for offensive linemen moving forward with this team. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, go check us out on YouTube as well. Follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend. Landon and I will be back on Monday to talk about some potential first-round wide receiver prospects yeah. Cowboys could be interested in. We'll see you guys then.